welcome to Wrestling the Revenue Podcast, where we educate, enlighten, and encourage how to improve our quality of sleep to grow our business and improve your health and wellness. I am Donetta D. Mooring, certified sleep science coach, certified holistic life coach, author, national editor of the National Bank Unity News, and a speaker. I am pleased to have my special guest, Savio Clemente, board certified wellness coach and the founder of the Human Resolve. Savio, thank you so much for your time and expertise today. Thank you so much, Annette. I really appreciate this. I'm very excited. No problem. I know I get excited every single time, and the day is no different. So you ready? The first question is, what is the difference between a board-certified wellness coach and a wellness coach? Sure. So a board-certified wellness coach is an individual like myself who has been part of an uh, academic program, um, who uh, logged in over 100 hours of coaching uh, and had to take a basically a four- to five-hour exam. That exam is also in conjunction with the National Board of Medical Examiners. It's the, it's, it's the organization that literally gives doctors their board certification as well. So it's a pretty uh, lofty, pretty intensive um, type of program, but it affords you really the highest level of coaching you can possibly get, especially in the wellness space. And my uh, particular expertise is I'm a cancer survivor, and so I coach cancer survivors on sort of this ability to overcome the confusion, gain the clarity, to get busy living in mind, body, and spirit. Okay, great. Now, you already was thinking ahead. So the next question was, why do cancer survivors need to overcome the confusion and gain clarity for mind, body, and spirit? So I'm glad that you already started it. So, so why so why do they need that? Yeah, so, you know, a lot of people feel that if you have cancer and you overcome it, you're one of the lucky ones, and you better just go about your business. Um, but cancer survivors like myself know it's not that easy. Yeah, we're here. Yeah, we're living. Yeah, we're trying to, to thrive. But there's issues of um, survivor's guilt. There's issues of thinking any little thing that's happening to you at the moment is a reoccurrence. There's this uh, mindset that sort of uh, evades your natural day-to-day life, and sometimes you feel like you can't get out of the clouds and, and you're stuck on what tra- trauma and tragedy happened to you. And so I just find with my clients, really, they, they, they need a process. They need a way to create change in their life that feels natural. You're never going to go back to not being a cancer, um, sort of a, a you know, individual without cancer, but you have to live, as someone called it, the 2.0 version of yourself. And so when I say they have to overcome the confusion and gain the clarity, a lot of times you're really stuck in that emotional trap of feeling like you are at the whim or at the mercy of cancer. And, uh, you know, as survivors who, like myself, who's at this point seven years in remission, that always stays with you at some point. You have to keep the mindset at bay. You have to find the vision to try to create a whole new life. And you have to keep your emotions alive and, and feeling well. Mm, that's because I, I know I have to share, my mother had colon cancer. She had it the first time, but she didn't tell, tell anybody. Then it came back, and then that's when she told us. And, and she, she's, not here, um, or she's not here any longer. But the, the thing about it is, like, I noticed it was a change the second time. And it almost was like defeat. And, but I know with her that, that she wanted to deal with it naturally. 
or whatever was going to happen because she's seen what her brother had went through when he had cancer and how he so the chemo. Okay, that that's what it was. That she didn't want that, and really, she was she lasted longer than expected, and her body was it, it naturally dealt with it as opposed to the chemo. Now that was for her. That you know, and that's for her decision. So, you know, at times it really depends on the person and what they decide to do. And that's really for any of, of, of us as far as, um, you know, a major decisions. And it can be confusing. So that's great that you have something like that because it's not really talked about. You know, just something people just kind of just deal with themselves or maybe their family. So it's good that you have that support and, and especially because, you speaking from experience, so that's that's amazing that that you're doing that. Oh, thank you so much. Yeah, there, I just found a need even my own, in own life, and I said, you know what? If I hit the five year remission mark, which I did, fortunately, I was going to do something with it, and so I'm here to support that movement, and I'm here to support that thinking process, and also to some degree, uh, allow cancer survivors to feel like they matter, because to a large yes. degree, you feel like you just got hit sideways, and you don't know how to go about your, your, you know, your day-to-day life post, you know, treatment. Right, right. Okay, great, great. Thank you for that. Now, the next question is, what is the thought process you need to have when dealing with this health challenge? Yeah, so a lot of it really comes from uh, acceptance. And you have to accept the fact that this is what the diagnosis is. It doesn't mean it needs to define you. It just means that you have to come to terms with accepting it. Once you do, then you're empowered to do your research, you know, call the amount of support that you need from family and friends, um, you know, find the emotional um, balance that you need internally, whether that's through meditation, sleep, vitamins, uh, exercise, diet, whatever sort of makes you feel comfortable uh, within your own skin. And really at the end of the day, to look at yourself as more than just your diagnosis. In other words, look at yourself as more than just a cancer, let's say, patient. Look at yourself as more of something bigger and greater. And that's where deep reflection comes into place, whether that's prayer, whether that's through meditation, whether that's through journaling, whether that's to just crying, you know, where no one else is around. It, it, you really need to find a way to see yourself somewhat separate from the disease or from the illness and see yourself as much greater than that because the only way to overcome something is to really confront it. That is so true. There's something that you said, acceptance. So is it more difficult? Like, like does it depend on the type of cancer that's more devastating than others or does it matter you know as they say the big c doesn't matter what type no i I think it does matter so my cancer was stage three it was non-hodgkin's lymphoma so it was a blood cancer and for me it showed up in my stomach area and um and they had to uh, distill about seven liters of fluid from my abdomen i was hospital hospitalized for about two weeks i was bedridden for a week um however um, uh, you know, in talking to a lot of cancer survivors, you know, myself, because uh, I am a syndicated columnist as well, as I write for a couple of publications, a large part of this cancer sort of movement is also really about, uh, how do I say it gently, accepting 
some parts of you are gone. So in other words, I talk to a lot of breast cancer survivors who parts of their breast are gone. Talk to a lung cancer survivor, part of his lung is gone. A throat cancer survivor, part of their throat's gone. Colon cancer survivor, part of their colon's gone. A lot of people have lost body parts. So you can't erase the fact that these are gone from your life. But what you can do is try to be as grateful as possible that you're still here, you're still kicking, you're still thriving, and you still can be a messenger for other people and help them along the process. So in short, it does differ between cancers. Mine was stage three. Um, you know, other people I know had stage one and stage two, and someone I knew had stage four advanced uh, and only had a 3% chance of living and somehow found a way through pancreatic cancer to come through the other side, which is a hard mm. one. So. I think really the key here is to, once again, see yourself as more than just a disease, however, and be, you know, proactive about your own treatment. Uh, do what you can, but at the end of the day, keep in, in mind that cancer is not an automatic death sentence. It does not mean you have to die. Right, it does yeah. mean that you need to give your whole self into the healing process, and that requires a lot of introspection, and that requires a lot of energy. Yeah. Oh my goodness. Oh, that's that's just amazing. I'm I'm sure I know that this would touch someone or many. Now, the other thing that just came to mind was this: as far as doctors, I know chemo, you know, is good in one way and bad in another. So, I guess once again, it might depend on the type of cancer, as far as from a holistic perspective, or 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 is there such or are there doctors out here that actually both that actually is an internal you know medicine doctor, but also that they believe in holistic where they treating the whole person and not just the cancer because it could be other things things too. So have you came across that? Yeah. So I'm I'm glad you asked that. So when I got diagnosed, I got diagnosed in 2014 July. Um, I made a decision. My uh, medical director of the hospital uh, mentioned to me three days before I had to leave that I should start my first regimen of chemo. Not that I was adverse to it, but I did hear from a good friend who said, you sure you want to go through it? Chemo kills everything, including the good. And I thought about it deeply, Donata. And I said to myself, mm. after a couple of days, I said to myself, you know, what feels right to me is to do both. And um, mm. I, I, don't, I don't know if you ever watched the movie Little Buddha. Uh, but there's a scene in it where Keanu Reeves plays Siddhartha. He plays, um, you know, the Buddha. And he's meditating. He gave away all his possessions all, and he's meditating in a, um, basically in a, in a uh, you know, in a remote area. And he mm -hmm. hears two individuals on a boat. And one of them says, if you hold the string too tight, uh, it, uh, it will snap. And if you hold it too loose, it, will, it won't play. The key is the middle path, the middle way. And so that's what yeah. I kept hearing. And so I chose the middle way. So I did chemo six rounds every three weeks, which was very tough. But I also, in between those three weeks, did integrated modalities. So I did a whole host of things. I researched up the wazoo <laughs> uh, regarding my cancer and everything related to it. And I felt comfortable in doing both. That was my answer. But I have to preface, I am a board-certified wellness coach. And so for me, I advise individuals to get competent medical advice and also to listen to themselves. Um, yeah. But for me, once again, I mentioned I wanted to treat the whole body. And so I decided that the answer was between two extremes. And so that's the, that's the decision I made for my own self. Okay, great, great. 
Thanks for listening to Wrestling's Revenue Podcast. We're going to take a quick break. Mentor Tracker is a comprehensive sleep tracking solution from sleep aids that you use before bed to calm you down. Sleep tracking that tracks your sleep, records your snore, and detects relevant sleep risks, including sleep apnea, to smart alarms that wake you up naturally, sleep reports that give you more insight on your sleep quality and issues, and sleep courses and articles that help you improve your sleep health. All these are neatly packed into one app to help people have a great sleep. So scan the QR code with your cell phone, download and discover more about the sleep app or mental tracker with millions of users. I am Donetta D. Morey, Wrestling's Revenue Podcast, and we have a special guest for Salvia. I'm going to continue with the question. Now, the next one is, did you make changes as an adult and value sleep more? Because we had spoke before. Yeah, so post-cancer, um, I probably got about, not good, but four to five hours of sleep. And for some reason, I was okay with it or good with it. Post-cancer, I definitely had to change my ways. I valued sleep not only because of cancer, but because of my age. I'm 46 years old. I'm proud to say I'm 46. I earned the stripes. Um, Mm -hmm. And I realized that if I don't get a minimum of six to seven, I am no good. And sleep has become, you know, when I was younger, I thought of sleep as something that you do that's extra, you know? And now Mm -hmm. I see it's a part of my lifestyle. It's part of my everyday. It allows me, like a battery needs to get recharged. It allows me to get recharged. It allows me to settle in. It allows my mindset to come to some form of balance. And it also really gives me the ability to feel like I am treating and giving myself and my body what it really desires and needs. That is so amazing. Something you said that was so key. You said six or seven hours, and I'm glad you said that. And the reason why, because I always talk about this a lot, I know the scientists say, the research says eight hours or seven or eight. And I always have, the reason why I totally disagree is because everybody is unique and different. People can just stress out just thinking, oh, my gosh, I'm going to get eight hours of sleep. But it depends on the person. You said six to seven, which I'm glad you said it because you found out that's what you need for you. Somebody else, it could be seven, it could be eight, it could be nine. It just depends. So I think it's so important to find out what works for you and always say the next morning over a period of time will actually determine how much sleep you really need. Because for some people, eight hours, it could be too much. You know, so I'm glad you said that because that was that's what works for you. And then the other thing you said is recharge. You know, we use an analogy for the car. You know, that if, if you don't take care of the battery or if you don't get it charged or if you don't, you know, if you just let it just run all night, what's going to happen? That battery's going to die. And the same thing for our bodies. It's something that we need. It's natural. And if you don't get proper sleep and quality sleep, you know, over a, per, a period of time, that can cause so many dis-ease that people can't avoid. And then also you said balance. You know, not saying you have to sleep your life away and every chance you get, you sleep. No, it's a thing of balance. 
So yes, you need to be productive, be woke, and do things, but also you need a quality sleep. So I'm glad you shared those three things that really made a difference. Um, you know, for for you and other people, you need to find that out out too. Yeah, hundred percent. I think sleep is a uh, is often um, thought as as something that uh, people wish for, but it's also in like the little steps. You don't have to like get like you said the preferred number of sleep. It's just about making the right decision in order to. It's like accumulation of sleep rather than figuring that you need to reach a particular pinnacle of sleep. Right, right, definitely, definitely. Now the next question is, what is your favorite environment for better sleep? My favorite environment, believe it or not, is complete and utter darkness. <laughs> um, I know people like to have night lights. I lived in a family where we lit candles, um, and but I just like just really darkness and also making sure the temperature is like for me the perfect temperature is 69 70 degrees that's like the perfect temperature for me um for sleep um, i know people like it colder but that's just my you know my sort of number and also um i do like a a, a dump um at, at night like a, a a mental dump that is um i don't really try or at least i try very hard not to let things ruminate in my head uh, and so i just kind of list out things i have tons of notes digital notes physical notes um, and um, I even set reminders on my phone so I don't have to think about things and have those on my mind when I'm sleeping, while I'm trying to go to sleep, and obviously when I wake up in the morning. That is amazing. I'm glad you said that. And that's ironic because I've, I've really grown so much because at one point in time that, um, that I used to be afraid of the dark. And, you know, and I always ask people, and not saying they had to respond, but all your friends are adults, even as adults, sometimes we still continue that, that fear later on in life and, and don't realize it, why the TV is on, why we feel as though we need to have that light or that noise. And so I realized that and I accepted it. And I was like, oh, that's why. Okay. And I used to have nightmares. I mean, I mean, you know, just, just not where I couldn't sleep. And so, but as time went on, that I learned how to love the darkness. Now I don't need a nightlight. I don't need anything. And I just love it. And so I sleep so much peacefully because of that. And and I also agree. I know people, you know, I like the temperature cool. And plus it's better for your body. You sleep so much better. Even if you like things warm, your room needs at least be cool. Even if you sleep in a warm blanket. You know, at least balance it out. And so I'm glad that you, you shared it. And then the other thing you mentioned about the mental dump, that is so important. That's the reason why sometimes people can't go to sleep because they have all this on their mind. That's the whole purpose of, you know, recording your cell phone, write it out, type it out, do something so you can get out your mind. At least that way you can go to bed fresh, don't have to worry about that, and then you can deal with the next day or the day after that or the week after that that you don't have all that on your mind but who said you have to keep everything there and so it's it's important to to let it go and so i'm so glad that you shared it with us yeah you know i'm, I'm a longtime fan of the singer erica badu and there's a song that she sings about baggage and she says let those bags go and every time i'm yes. going to sleep i'm like let me let those thoughts go i keep saying that yes. to myself because it just i carry them you know Yes, that is that's true. A lot, a lot of us do too, but we don't always want to let go of it. But that's the whole purpose of, of you know, the mental dump. 
but not only just mental, but mental, emotional, spiritual, or physical. So all of them you have to deal deal with. Yeah, hundred percent. Yeah, that is. Yes, yes. Once again, thank you for staying with Wrestling's Revenue Podcast. We'll be right back. Have you put in place the tools and marketing strategies that will drive the revenue and growth outcomes for your business? Are you looking to expand your brand and image nationally and globally? Commercials, podcasting, graphics, and marketing support are just some of the ways we can dress up your business for prime time. We are EliteConversations.com. To learn more about us, Check us out at EliteConversations.com, our website, email us at ecpodcastmedia at gmail.com, or call us at 301-900-5703. There are many people that need to know about the wonderful products and services you have to offer. Let Elite Conversations help you to get the word out. Thank you for staying with our special guest. I am so thankful, Sario, for your time and your expertise and all your valuable information shared with our listening audience. So if you can please share with us how we can contact you and support you so you can support others. Sure, absolutely. So the best place to go is my website. It's thehumanresolve.com. On there, you could find my one-on-one coaching. Uh, I have a program where it's just one-off, or you could do a three-month program with me, which I call the Accelerated Path. It's a no-nonsense approach to coaching. Um, I also um, am a syndicated columnist, like I mentioned. So on the website, you can also follow my articles. I, I, I release about 10 to 12 per week on publications like Authority Magazine, Thrive Global, and BuzzFeed. Um, I also just released my book um, this February, this past February. So basically, I interviewed 175 cancer survivors. Of that, I chose 35, and I featured my own cancer story. The book is called I Survived Cancer, and here is how I did it. 35 cancer survivors share their journey. You can find that on Amazon. You can also go to my website. Uh, I have a book website for it called isurvivedcancer.co. On the website, you can find uh, the book trailer. You can also find excerpts from the book. You can find reviews. Um, and those are really the best ways on social media. I am at The Human Resolve, both on Instagram and on Twitter. And also you can find me on LinkedIn at Savio P. Clemente. Thank you so, so much. If someone would like to um, support me or even learn more about me, the best way is Donetta10k.com. And that is D-O-N-A-T-A, the number one, zero K.com. That's where you'll be able to find my website, all my podcast episodes, services I offer on sleep, health, fitness, and wellness, and all my social media platforms, and so much more. Once again, Donetta10k.com. Remember, sleep heals. (laughs) 